Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community, and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message. Come on, somebody. You can go ahead and be seated. I just want to put a little bug in your ear that the next three weeks, starting next week, we're starting a brand new uh, series on relationships. And it's going to be so powerful. And Pastor Destiny and Pastor Phil are going to start this thing off here these next few weeks. But make sure, it's going to be on marriages, how to be single, how every age group, no matter what season of life, it is for you. So make sure you're here for that. But can we put our hands together for Pastor Philip and Destiny? Come on. Let's hear it for them. We love you so much. Hey, turn with me in the Bible to 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 7. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 7. This is our text today. It's what God's Word says. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is a judge of the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth themselves and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded. Endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. Here's, here's where we're going to camp out today, and I want, I want you to get a little excited about it. Come on. I have fought the good fight. Come on, somebody. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. The title of my message today is, What Do You Do? When you hit the wall, what do you do when you hit the wall? Bow your heads with me. God, we love you. God, we praise your name. Thank you for North Point Community Church. Allow your words to wash over us. Allow your words to transform us. And everybody said, amen and amen. Well, last week I hated missing, but we heard the most amazing word last week, didn't we? Can we put our hands together for that word for Pastor Destiny? Man, it was unbelievable. Life-changing. But I was actually in Miami. I was in Miami running a marathon last Sunday. A few months ago, my brother Dez called me, and he, we were just talking. And then he mentions, he says, you know, for my birthday in January, I'm going to run a marathon. And I said, why on earth would you ever do that? <laughs> I said, that sounds miserable. He said, well, Rich is doing it, uh, our brother-in-law and some other people from their church. Guys, he did not invite me. He didn't ask me. I volunteered. I volunteered for the misery, and I volunteered for the pain. I don't have anyone else to blame but myself. You know, the modern-day marathon, it was inspired by the legend of an ancient Greek messenger. And this messenger raced from the site of Marathon to Athens. And it's a distance of about 25, 26 miles. And he had news. He had news that the Greeks had defeated the Persians, so he ran 26 miles with this news, and he gave the news, and then he just dropped dead right there. And a lot of people don't believe this story. I absolutely believe this story. 
Especially the drop dead part, okay? It's just, it's the real thing. The Apostle Paul, of course, being a classical Greek scholar, he was a student of the philosopher Gamaliel. He must have known this story. And I believe the Apostle Paul, he knew something personally as well as historically about running a marathon. Because after running this race, I've never seen, I've never seen a more accurate description of this race. Once again, the words of the Apostle Paul. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I'll tell you, last Sunday, I was tempted to stop the fight. I was tempted to quit the course, and I wanted to lose my faith, right? I'll tell you this, in preparation, there were some times that I ran 20 miles, you know, in my preparation for this race. And I would call some of my, you know, running coaches, we'll call them that, just some experts. And, I, hey, I ran 20 miles. I'd say, that's great, Denny. But you just wait for that marathon. When you run the marathon, there's going to be something that grabs hold of you. And you're going to face something like you've never felt. Oh, whatever, I ran 20 miles. Guys, I ran last Sunday, and I now know what they were talking about. And I know exactly where it hit me. They call it in the runner's community, the wall. Can I hear it from you? Say the wall. The wall. They call it the wall, and it's such an accurate description. You know, we woke up on Sunday at 4.30 for a 6 a.m. race. So we get up, and get this, there were 20,000 people running this marathon in Miami, downtown Miami. So... It was still dark when we got up and thousands of people walking. Guys, it was, it was eerie. It was like the walking dead, like everyone joining at this one place. And then they put us in this like starting block. And guys, we're crammed in there like cattle, like we're just here. And then boom, the race starts. I want to tell you it was glorious. It was so beautiful. We're running over bridges, the oceans right there, big skyscrapers. Des and I, we planned out our little outfits, you know. We had our shoes on, and we're having fun. Hey, this is easy, man. We're singing. This is great until mile 22. And I think mile 22, there was a big demon just hanging out right there. Because mile 22, my legs stopped working. My arms stopped working. And my brain stopped working. I started having demonic thoughts. I was thinking, you're about to drop dead, bud. You're going to fall down. You're going to hit your head on the concrete. Who's going to raise your kids? Why did you volunteer to do this? This is stupid. You got to quit. You're done. Guys, I hit a massive wall. But you just don't hit walls in marathons, right? Every one of us, we hit walls in life. As you're running around and everything's going good, you think you're in control. But then you hit a wall in your marriage. You hit a wall in your relationship with God, your goals, your dreams, your aspirations. You hit the wall. What do we do when we hit the wall? We look at the words of Paul. Paul said, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I only got two points for you this morning. Here's my first point. We fight to the finish. We fight to the finish. When I hit that wall last week, guys, I could care less how fast I was running. I didn't care about my pace anymore. Who cares about my little outfit? Like, I didn't care. All I cared about 
was putting one foot, right, in front of another and trying to get close to that finish line. The good news we all have when we hit the wall is that 2,000 years ago, a Savior came to show us how to fight to the finish. Paul writes, For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. This Abba, Father word, we've heard it like translated as Daddy God or, or Dad. It's much deeper than that. It's an Aramaic word. And it's translated as Father, I will obey you. It's an aggressive title that in this context it says, Father, even when I hit the wall, I will fight through to obedience. Father, when suddenly nothing makes sense, I'm not going to run away from you, but I'm going to run to you. The only time we have record of Jesus using this word is in the Garden of Gethsemane. As he's praying, he's agonizing over the sins of the world. And Jesus cries out, Abba, Father, I will obey you, Father. And what a fight it was going to be to obey. Jesus hit a wall in Gethsemane. Jesus wanted to quit in Gethsemane. And with such anguish, Jesus begins to sweat blood. And Jesus prays, Father, if it's possible, don't make me drink this cup of the sins of the world. Choose somebody else. Let it pass me by. But listen, Jesus didn't quit. Jesus kept fighting, and Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus hit a wall on the cross as he hung there, and he was in physical, emotional, spiritual agony. He pleaded, and he said, my God, why have you forsaken me? But Jesus didn't quit. He kept fighting, and he fought until he said, and he cried out, it is finished. He fought to the finish for every single one of us. Put your hands together for Jesus this morning. Come on. He fought to the finish. He's the ultimate example. But the early Christians, they also hit a wall. They hit a wall when they were beaten and told to never speak the name of Christ ever again. They hit a wall when their leaders were killed and they were forced underground, but they kept fighting with the word of their testimony. Friends, when we hit a wall, we've got to decree what they said. And this is what they said, Romans 8, 31. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Verse 36, as it is written, for your sake we face death all the day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, angels, demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Almighty God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. They fought to the finish in faith. Because they knew their salvation, their righteousness, their victory. It had already been won by the blood of Jesus Christ and the word of their testimony. They understood greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. They understood the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. They fought to the finish. Give God some praise today. Come on. But exactly... 
How do we fight? Right? Sorry about it. The wall's real. Sorry. The pain, the isolation, the darkness, the futility. Again, here's these three powerful statements by Paul. Fought a good fight. Finished my course. I kept the faith. The fact is this, when we hit the wall in any area of our lives, 1 John 5 and 4 in the New Amplified, it says this, For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world, our continuing persistent faith. Everyone say faith. In Jesus, the Son of God. Here's my second and final point. We fight and we finish in faith. Hebrews chapter 11, it's called the Hall of Fame of Faith. This is an impressive list of just A-list Bible characters in this chapter. If you've got a favorite Old Testament Bible hero, odds are they're in this, they're in this chapter. They are filled with faith because they've got it. And how, how do you get in this chapter? Well, here's the definition of how you get in this chapter. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now, if that's unclear, let me me paraphrase. Faith is when you're really, really hoping for an outcome. You're hoping. And then your I hope so turns into an I know so before it's visibly evident. You know beyond the shadow of a doubt, God's got me. You know, it's like when you're five years old and your older brother or sister convinces you there's a monster in the closet, right? God was shouting, there's a monster. I'm not opening that door. You're like 15 years old. You're still not opening that door. You're terrified. I saw this uh, quote the other day. It says, don't criticize your kids for believing in Santa Claus. There's still adults who believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. One day, one day. Faith is simply when you so believe God's promise that you know for certain even before it actually happens. Okay, to get into the Hall of Fame of Faith in Hebrews 11, you had to have a personal testimony. And the testimony was, you hit a wall and you kept fighting through faith and there was victory. Because there's not a faith story unless there's a wall story, friend. If you can do it on your own, if you can fix it, pay for it, if you can get it done, you don't need faith. But if there's no human possible way to get it done if the diagnosis is incurable. If you're in a position where every door is shut and every window is closed, if everyone's deserted you, you have hit a wall, then it is time, my friend, to fight to the finish in faith. Now, for me and my family, um, Evangel Christian Academy has been a huge part of our family story We've all gone there now, you know, my kids are going there. And it's, it's honestly a miracle because you have to understand, Evangel Christian Academy, it should not even exist today, at least on paper. Because when we purchased the school property and began, the Holy Spirit impressed upon my dad's heart, this was going to be a faith school, meaning everything that we had would be provided by Almighty God. And sure enough, four years into the venture of us having it, we had a massive wall. We owed over half a million dollars, no one to call, no way to pay it. We turned to our faith. So we started praying, pastors, teachers, coaches. And after some time passed, a lawyer called my dad 
And the lawyer said, Pastor Denny, um, a woman has passed away and left some money in her will. Can we meet for lunch? So they met for lunch. And it was my grandmother, the founder of the school, and my dad and a few people. And the lawyer says, hey, you want to do this deal before or after lunch? They're doing it before. It's not going to be a lot of money. So let's just go ahead and do this. The lawyer pulls a check out of his briefcase and says, this check is so your special needs program can continue functioning. Put a check for a million dollars on the table. Dad said things got real spiritual at that moment. I was like, <laughs> like a praise and worship service. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Wow. There's another check. Another check. And he pulls out another check and says, this check is so you can get out of debt. Five million dollar check. Can we put our hands together for Jesus today? But I want to tell you this. That was years ago. If you go watch the documentary, God Family Football on Amazon Prime, it follows my dad and the Evangel football team. You'll see that today, Evangel is still dependent on Almighty God. Every single day, we've got to fight through to faith. And that's what God requires of all of us. I'm sorry. But we've got to fight through to the finish in faith every single day of our lives. And I don't want you to get me wrong this morning. We don't fight for faith and faith. No, no, no. It's not about faith and faith. It's not about faith and miracles. And it is not about faith and success. The Bible says faith comes from hearing the word of Almighty God. How many of you love the word of God? Come on, lift your hand right now if you love. How many of you believe God's word? Because faith says, I can't, but Father, you can because that's what God's word says. Faith is, I am well because that's what God's word says. Faith is, I am free and I have favor because that's what God's word says. And faith says, I have the power of the finished blood of Jesus Christ. I got the victory. That's what God's word says about every person in this place. What do you do when you hit the wall? What do you do? We gotta fight to the finish in our faith. You know, most of my brothers and sisters, all of us are in the ministry today and and we're following the footsteps of our parents but of our grandparents. And really for us grandkids, We had two incredible men of God for grandfathers. My mom's dad, he had a fatal stroke while preaching on a Sunday morning at the pulpit. Went to be with the Lord when my mom was just three years old. Get this. He preached in this small town where there weren't many people, but he made such a difference that at his funeral, over a thousand people came to his funeral. He finished so well. My dad's dad, Pastor Rodney Duran, Paul Paul Rodney, that all of us grand, we just, us grandkids delighted in Paul Paul Rodney. We just absolutely adored him. And I can remember, and the worship team can come up here, I'm closing. I can remember throwing, you know, the football with him. I can remember hanging out with him. And I just, I loved whenever he would speak his Cajun French. It was like the coolest thing. And then I loved when he would make his smoked chicken. But out of everything that he could do, and I have so many memories, I just loved being in his presence. He was just one of those people where if you sat in his presence, you felt like everything was okay, that he was going to take care of it. Whenever 
he went to be with the Lord. I can remember every major news station in the area. They covered my grandfather's funeral. And I can remember one news anchor, I'll never forget the headline. He said, a legend has died today. A man that loved God and loved people. Because you see, he didn't just pastor Shreveport Community Church, but he was a pastor of the city. He was known as the city pastor, but, but destiny and I, as we are here in this glorious place, North Point today, we know for our family, it almost didn't happen. Because there was a moment with Pastor Rodney, Papa Rodney, when he first started pastoring, where he hit the wall. And he wanted to quit. You know, the people weren't happy. Church wasn't growing. He wasn't happy. He thought that he had missed the call of God. So one night, all by himself, he goes into the church. And he just kind of has it out with God. He says, God, I'm finished. God, I've missed you. God, I'm going back to doing evangelistic work. And, and God spoke to him so clearly. And God said this, and this is for some people in this room right now. God said, don't leave, but stay. Don't quit, but persevere. Don't doubt, but believe. God said, if you just obey and fight in your faith, the best is yet to come. It was his Abba Father moment. I will obey you, Father, and I will fight to obey you. And honestly, it preserved our family, the legacy and the longevity of, of the kingdom work that we've been able to be involved in. Because I want you to see this. Whenever you fight through to the finish, whenever you have faith, it's not just you that you're affecting. It's your children and your children's children. You leave a legacy whenever you fight in faith with Almighty God. It's that coworker, it's that friend, it's the people watching you go through the battle, through that wall, and if you walk through it the way God's called you to, in faith, through fighting, well, whatever you do for God, it never dies. It lives on for eternity, and it's the legacy after legacy that you will impact. The best is yet to come. Stand with me right now. I just have a question for you, and I wanna pray for you, and then we're gonna worship. Remember this in your life. Remember, you're gonna hit the wall. I'm sorry. And you're gonna wanna quit. And you're gonna make the wrong decision. You're gonna go through loss, heartbreak, and disappointment. But those have gotta be our Abba Father moments. Father, I choose to obey you. Those have gotta be the moments where we declare, Father, I'm gonna continue to run through the pain. I'm gonna use my faith to fight to the finish. There's a finish line up there somewhere and I won't stop. I won't stop until I cross it. Today, you might say, well, give me something practical. I'm gonna give you a practical handle right now. How to fight. You know, why are we here? We are here to love God well with our heart, soul, strength in every aspect of our life. So in loving God well, when you hit that wall, when you don't know what to do, when you're confused, please don't run to that thing that's left you high and dry and all alone so many times and it's failed you, but run to the house of God and love God well in the kingdom of God. 
You gotta find a community group. And in these groups that we have, there's literally men and women that have gone through what you're facing and you're gonna link arm in arm with them and you're gonna get past the walls, the confusion that you're facing. You know, at the end of our race, I hit mile 22. That's when I just wanted to quit. But I had my brother Dez and then Daniel Kujin who was pacing us. He was literally going slow for us, which ticks me off. Like, he's like that fast. He was pacing it. So I'm watching them, and I'm wanting to quit. But I see them in front of me. I say, if they can push through, I can push through. I see them running. If they can keep going, I can keep going. If they can finish, I can finish. And these community groups, which they are glorious, these tables right here, they represent life. They represent community. They literally represent you fighting through faith to the finish. There are men and women that lead these groups that have hit the most massive walls you can imagine. There's men and women that have pressed through in their faith. And as we join in community, which every single person, all of us, we've gotta be in these community groups. As you get in community, they're gonna show you how to fight. And it's not alone, but it's together. And it's life and life more abundantly. I want you to bow your head with me right now. I just want to ask you a question. Have you hit the wall? Have you hit the wall in any area of your life? And do you need faith right now? If you have hit the wall in any area and you need faith, raise your hand right now. If you've hit the wall and you need faith. Jesus, thank you for being the example. Jesus, thank you for living the perfect life. Jesus, thank you for fighting through your pain. Jesus, thank you for defeating death, hell, and the grave. Thank you for not giving up. And Jesus, thank you for finishing, finishing it for every single one of us. And Jesus, because you fought to the finish now, God, we can invite your power. So God, I pray for every hand that is lifted in this place. Lord, you know what they're facing. You know what they're going through, the walls that they're up against. God, I pray for the walls of relationships. God, I call sons and daughters back to the house of God. I pray for marriages that look impossible, put them back together. I pray for favor as we walk, that we will experience relationships that are so life-giving. I pray over these community groups that relationships will happen and walls will be broken. God, I pray for the hands that are lifted because they're facing walls in their health. In the name of Jesus, those that need healing, by your stripes, we are healed. God, heal their bodies. Touch them. Give them miracles. God, I pray they continue fighting. God, I pray for the hands that represent financial walls. Lord, where it seems impossible. Lord, this I pray this week, God, you give them some hope. You give them a next step and you bless them in their finances. And God, I pray whatever they're raising their hand for and those that did it, God, you know, in the quiet places, the places that my friends are are struggling and hurting and the walls that no one even knows about, God, you see them and you care. And today I just pray that no one in this room will quit in the name of Jesus. Those that are thinking of quitting in the name of Jesus, I bind that spirit and you will keep fighting. You will keep running. And your faith will be made strong through Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus, you will win. God, thank you that individually we have victory. 
but together joined in this church, God, we are a mighty weapon of light against darkness. So God, together, I pray we see that we have a divine design for you, a divine design. Every person has a divine purpose, a divine design walking towards you. And together, North Point Community Church, God, I pray we walk towards you. We run towards you, God, and we'll never quit. And we will finish with you, Almighty God. We speak it out the best is yet to come. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.